Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 40 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Selly, and with me today is Judy Steenland. We are a part of Selly Group Real Estate right here in Colorado Springs. And Judy, I cannot wait to continue the conversation that we had several episodes ago. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because um, I think one of the most important things to talk about is like if we were investors, you brought it up. Like, what would you look for when you're buying a home? So we're going to get to that soon. But um, Judy, since this podcast will be airing a few weeks from the day we're actually filming it, we don't have March's statistics in yet. But it's going to be so interesting to know what kind of leapfrog March has in the market over the February statistics. But until we have that information, um, I thought it might be relevant to take a couple of the zip codes that we sell the most in. Right. And break down what's happening in the last 30 days for those zip codes. We don't have to wait for those stats to come out in the multiple listing system to kind of keep a 30-day running average. Right. Well, because the reality is the numbers are changing daily. I mean, as we're pricing properties, we're not looking 30 days back because... Yesterday, something could have sold $100,000 over list price. Abs- well, true experience that you personally are dealing with right now on a yes. listing that you're getting, yes. right? Yes, we're working on pricing some properties. And as we're looking at those statistics to price, I can't go 30 days back because it doesn't do the numbers justice. So right. we are actually calling agents with pending listings. And while that data is not reported and they don't have the liberty to share all of the details quite yet, we can gauge where we're at on pricing you and can, it's super helpful. Absolutely. You can find out, was it a crazy accelerated bid or was right. it fairly close to the price? Or Right. Are we talking double digits or triple digits? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So so that just jumps right into the the fact that, I mean, I did search for a 30-day history of sales mm-hmm. because I agree with you, Judy, we don't price based on necessarily all the past, but if we price according to the most current history yeah. that we have, at least that gives us a starting point. Yes. It doesn't mean that we're going to end there. But the last 30 days, let's take the zip code of 80132 Monument. Yes. Which, by the way, Judy, you live there. That's home. <laughs> and the spring snows. Are you ready for tonight's again, snowstorm? Again, all night and all day tomorrow. So I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Right. So we get four seasons in one day in yes. Colorado here. Yep. Um, so let's talk about as of March 16th, 2022, the last 30 days stats for Monument. This is really interesting. Um, the average list price in Monument is six hundred and twenty thousand. The average sold price is six forty six five oh three. So in Monument right now at eight oh one three two, the um, average differential is about four percent over list price, as high as seventeen percent. Yeah. In the last thirty days, the highest sale was seventeen percent over the differential of where they started with listing price. There were 32 homes closed in that uh, zip code in the last 30 days. And then let's just take one more because this is one that we're frequently in and we we work, we shop, we we you know go all the time up north into that 80921, that Northgate right. corridor, the Interquest corridor, we call it. Um, and so that's very interesting because the billions of dollars of infrastructure and, and uh, commercial and all the developments that are happening there, this is really interesting to me personally that 
this area has eclipsed the monument area for the average sales price. So the average is very interesting. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I thought it would be interesting. So the average sales price in 80921, the list price, let me say, was six sixty-five and thirty-three dollars. That thirty-three dollars makes a big difference. And the average sold price was six seventy-four forty-nine. So um the differential was a little bit lower than monument. It was just about two percent. Yeah. Um, list price to sales price and the highest differential in that zip code over the last 30 days was 5% yeah. over. But I thought, wow, how interesting. So, um, you know, we've got 646 versus 674 and those two zip codes. Right. Um, so, well, and it makes sense, Sharice, because there is a lot of new construction too in those in those two zip codes, and so we're seeing new construction prices jump dramatically because you know we go back to supply chain, cost of labor, yes. all of those things, and so there. For context for the listeners, there are a lot of new construction homes that are closing. There really are, and sometimes it skews the fact that the differentials might be more hidden. Mm-hmm. Because the new construction costs have gone up, and then the MLS changes their price. Yeah. So um, I, when you say that there are a lot of times like double-digit uh, escalation clauses, it's the truth. Right. We're experiencing it all the time right now. Yeah. Um, so buyers, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> but Judy, you know, let's go back to what we were talking about a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up, the I think, a really, really good discussion point that I believe that uh, buyers will be very interested, especially investors, um, will be interested in hearing about. Um, You mentioned that what, if you are an investor, if you, Judy, are an investor, if I'm an investor, what would we look for when we're buying a home? Right. And, and kind of to go back to the context of that is we're seeing inflation, uh, the the uh, effects of that, and a lot of people wanting to park money in real estate. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of calls, and that's what brought that up. Um, as far as you know, what we're looking for personally, it holds true to whether it's an investment or personal home. It's location. Location drives everything. And wasn't it funny? We didn't even talk about our notes. Right. It was at the top of both of our notes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that old adage is it still applies to this day, doesn't it? Right. And as an investor versus where we want to personally live, there are motivating factors that are a little different. So what in an investment property is going to appeal to the bulk of people coming into your area? Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about Colorado Springs versus, say, going up to one of the little towns or a beach condo or something like that, it's very different, right? Because our market area really is when people come here to visit, they come to get away, they come for the slower pace, um, just not the crowds of people, but also for our trail systems, the outdoors, all the things that draw people outside of their homes. Exactly. And so location is key when we're talking about investment, because if people are only spending short periods of time here, a week at a time, they want to be close to the things that they want to do. And what are those things? You're so right. But even with that said, I I think that's so important to think about. And also, um, as an investor, I'm thinking also about the 
the growing infrastructure of yeah. the city. Where is the most growth? Where is the most money in the city being put into a growth and expansion right. points? And I think it's really interesting to think about a couple of things here in Colorado Springs. Mayor Southers was speaking um, at a Peak Producers event that I was involved with uh, if, about a week ago. And he just reiterated about Amazon being here, mm-hmm. about them having three centers now in Colorado Springs. And, you know, it, there's just huge explosive growth in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how some of the housing developments around those areas have really maximized their home value. Right. And then, of course, you and I both know this, military makes up about 40% of the economy here in Colorado Springs. That's right. And yeah. it's it's slated to continue to grow, Mayor Souther said, regardless of what happens with Space Command, our military is still going to grow. So um, sometimes an investor or I may make a decision based on the likelihood of something being close in proximity to military bases. That's right, because we get a lot of folks coming in for graduations at the Air Force Academy or at the other bases. So they do um, limit the area that they're looking in to the proximity around those bases. So yeah, it makes a big difference. And as we talk about PCS season, we are hitting, we are, we are rolling in to the prime PCS season. And for those that don't know what PCS means, that is our military families are being moved. There are prime, are there um, permanent station changes for them? Okay. So we are moving into that, um, to that time. What prime is the season? season? Um, the actual dates, the uh, the height of the dates that the military um, news reports. <clears throat> excuse me, May 15th to August 31st is the peak season. Okay. So we are in the prime time to get homes ready and listed right now. Absolutely. Because right. I mean, there, I, I find that there has, there's a time when this PCS season happens that um, when, when we're representing clients who are in the military and they may be out of country, they may not just be out of state. That's right. But they're very decisive. Yes. Because, because they don't have a choice. Right. They, they have to be at their new duty station on the date given. That's right. So that's a good thing to think about as far as looking at an investment and and deciding that as an investor. And I think another thing that has been swirling around my mind as we were going through this discussion is, um, does the home allow for a multi-purpose investment? Mm-hmm. Because what the way that you start the investment may not be the way that you end it. Yeah. And um, as we know, the the rental market, some people aren't wanting to do long-term rentals anymore. No, they really, their goal is to keep it a short-term rental because the return on that investment is much higher in the right circumstances. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times, though, the city here may not allow the short-term rental, but some areas will. Yeah. And so, you know, being knowledgeable, if I'm an investor, I'm going to be knowledgeable about that. I'm going to yeah. find out the city, the city limitations. But then there may be a hybrid like corporate housing. Mm-hmm. So it's something in between long term and short term that more HOAs and more places will allow for the flexibility of the the space. Right. And you brought up the HOA. And I recently just had one <clears throat> that is uh it, it fit within the guidelines of the uh, county regulations mm. on a short-term rental, 
But the homeowners association had recently just voted because there were so many rentals in that complex. Um, it was a townhome complex that there would be no short-term rentals. And it changed the whole direction of where this buyer was going because their goal was to live there for a short period of time and eventually rent that property out yes. as a short-term investment. And there, if the person is not on the lease, according to those bylaws, they cannot stay in the property. Wow. So there are very strong limitations that you need to know before going into so it. So as an investor, you're going to be reading all that. You got to read it all. And, and and a lot of times I think that people glaze over some of those details in a contract. You can't glaze over those details. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think those are all such good points. Is there anything else you want to say wrapping up about being an investor and buying anything else? That well, I think, yeah, going back to the investor part of it, you know, you just want to know what brings, what what is the the renter, the short-term renter going to look at when they're coming into your property? So um, amenities, um, we talked about location being the first thing, amenities, proximity to um the outdoor activities here, but also what's in the home because people want to enjoy that home also. Um, and one of the biggest ones in Colorado Springs on short-term rentals, can you guess what it is? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Pet-friendly because we're the most dog-friendly place. That's important, <laughs> but hot tubs. Okay. Hot that tubs. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. Yep. Who doesn't want to be in the hot tub in the Rocky Mountains? Right. When it's snowing, it's it's uh, magical. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So please contact us. There's so much more to say about this topic, but we are out of time right now. And Judy, thanks for the discussion. It's so interesting. It's so good. And we just, we cannot wait to continue to add value to the lives of the people that are listening and reach out to us. If you have questions, if you're considering um, putting your, your money as far as an investment property here in Colorado Springs, um, we want to help sharpen the pencil with you and help you make a good decision about where to invest in the city. That's right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tracy.